Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, in the bottom square, coming from a smoke-free city that is Austin. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? <laughs> you kick my dog. <laughs> what's up, boys? How are we doing today? <laughs> uh, all right, up there in the left corner, get the studio all set up, recovering, because he was up here in the smoke last weekend. Matt Kymer, producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Uh, it's good to see you, boys. So before we start it, we are talking about the air quality in Seattle, because the forest fires over in like by like index. So I mean, the city's just been covered. Did you guys watch any of that Mariners game? <laughs> oh, Ted, yeah. I mean, I got to say, even before the Mariners, you make it sound like a party. You're like... Him just recovering because he was up here in that smoke. Oh, <laughs> like, no. It's like it's the, the opposite environment. Like, yeah, he was near me, dude. He was caught up in that smoke, dude. The game, the ladies, you know, just like Jesus Christ. It was so lit, <laughs> but, dude. It was so yeah. lit. It was smoky. It was lit. It was litty. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Mariners were awesome, man. Go amps. All right. So you could see that day, though, right? Like, it's like I was watching it with people and they're like, why is it so hazy? And I was like, that's the smoke from the forest fires. Like, it's not like set off fireworks. Like, it was just it was just brutal. Yeah, we thought it was our TV for a second because the sun was on the TV and we were like, God, that looks like off. <laughs> <laughs> also, goddamn Mariners. What a great season. Right. If you start at the beginning of the season and say, hey, look, you're going to make the postseason. You're like, all right. <laughs> it's like you'll win the first round. You'd be like, T- I'll take it. But the. The losses to Houston in that second round of the divisional series were just, I mean, just gut shots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it started bad with that first loss, but then Saturday, I mean, I think that's got to be the longest baseball game I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. What was it? 14 innings? 18. It was two full games. Oh my God. We looked, I was at ACL and we looked at the 14th inning and then I just saw the score after that. So I assumed it had ended. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, it was it was insanity. Scoreless right? 18 innings. So we were down at uh at my buddy Sal's house, right? So he's got a great setup in his basement and everything. But on Saturday, I said, Hey, look, Terps are on at 12:30. Like uh, what was it? Tennessee, Alabama's kicking off at 12:30. I said, Mariners are coming on at one. And I said, you know, Huskies are on at 2:30. So I said, from one to five, we're just gonna watch sports. So then like his wife's out in the yard working on stuff. We were talking about going down to the water. And every once in a while, they keep coming in the basement. We're just sitting there and they're like, is this game still going? It's like, yes. And there's no scores. And I mean, once we got into extra innings, we were cheering for just good putouts and strikeouts. And then uh, so now it's like the 17th inning. So now everybody's down there watching. And I had watched this entire game. It was a good morning. Maryland won. Tennessee won. The Huskies had already won at this point. But we're still watching that game. So then, you know, like his son's down there, his son's 17, you know, his wife's down there and they lose that game. And I just get up off the couch and just kind of walk over in the corner and just screamed about as loud as I think I might have ever screamed. I was just like, sorry, sorry. 
I was like, they're like, you all right. I was like, it, it'll be okay. And I'm not going to let it ruin the whole day, but I'm like, that just, it just sucked. Yeah. Especially to drag it out that long. I mean, that's, that's a gut shot to the city, you know? I mean, yeah. everybody at that point, and with a team that good, you know, like Houston, it's everybody was pulling for the miracle. And then to just have your throat stepped on at that point, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if Mariners sentiment will get stronger in the city or weaker because of that. I mean, that was a real, some people are going to jump from being Mariners fans after that, honestly. You think? I think it'll increase it. I hope so, Ted. I really do. <laughs> I also, mean, people. People were so fired up. I had friends that were sending me pictures like they were sitting at sluggers at 10 a.m. So here was the other conversation we were having. Right. Like I would have done the same thing. Gone down there pregame. You get in the game. You've been having beers all day. Right. And they cut it off after the seventh inning. But now you've sat there for another three and a half hours. It's a playoff game. So you can't leave. Like, I feel like there was some angry people after that ended. Like people went from like buzz to drunk to like hungover all within a game. Yeah, exactly. To hungover, sober, and pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even forget not drinking, even just sitting there. I mean, that's a long time to be sitting in a stadium. Like so, a friend of a friend was in the Diamond Club, and they said even in the Diamond Club, like they ran, out, they were like vendors were running out of food. Like they just weren't prepared to have people there for two full games. God, that's crazy. Yeah, they didn't realize it was like going to be like life support at that point. Wait, so how long was this thing start to finish, you think? I mean, I got to look it up, but I I want to say it was close to eight hours. Oh, my no God. No way. Was Jesus it that long? Boys. Dude, it felt like the first nine innings moved pretty quick because most of the pitching changes were on the inning and there was no runs scored. So there weren't there weren't any really long innings. Um, but in extras, it really slowed down. Yeah, I, I'm looking it up right now, so I'm not positive. Did it might have been. God, either way, that's six? freaking crazy. Over six, I want to say. Had to be over. I mean, you figure most baseball games are about three hours, three and a half hours. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, still, I mean, and then I was thinking like, man, if you went to that game and were like, you know what? Like, I'm going to bring my kid. They've never been to a game. And it's like, uh, man, if you have, like, if your kid's under 10, like at what point does the kid just look at you and be like, we got to get out of here? Well, yeah. And, you know, like I think of it through the our, our eyes, like, you know, the girlfriend is like, <laughs> OK, like, can we go? Da, da, da. And you're like, no, honey, we can't. <laughs> like, you want to leave? And leave. You want to step out of my life? Then step out of my life. This is a playoff game for the Seattle Mariners, which rarely, rarely. Occurs. Twenty-one years. That's the thing. Like you, you're committed. Like, you buy that ticket, you take the ride. All, All right. right. Matt you was right. You walk out from that game. You're a coward. It was six hours and twenty-two minutes. Jesus Christ. That's what I'm Ooh. saying, man. And it's like it's such an important game. It's the first home game playoff game in what 21 years so like nobody left and i've heard from people that were there they were like oh nobody left i was just like that that's just got to be brutal yeah you can't leave no way and it, and it was insanity like we had this whole day planned of like watching sports and everything but which was fine but it was like how in the fuck did like all the college games we want to end or watch all ended and this mariners game is still going 
That is ludicrous. I, I love that UW finally has like just a killer quarterback. Uh, you said they won on, on Saturday. Who are they playing? Uh, they were playing Arizona. God, that guy just drops dimes, man. All right. So that yeah. was the other thing. I heard from people that went to the Husky game that when the Husky game ended, they put the Mariners game on the Jumbotron to watch the end of it. But after like an hour, even the Huskies are like, all right, sorry, folks, you got to get out of our stadium. Oh, no. (laughs) And they're like, what if it ends while we're scrambling to find a bar? And then it's like they get to the bar and there's still another four innings left. Oh, my God. I mean, I I saw one guy post on Facebook and it was just like him and his buddies, like a bunch of empty cans, like one dude sitting on the ground and it's like, post tailgate we tried to finish watching the mariners game and like we're out of beer he's asleep like we got nothing left oh Oh, i will say years ago the uh, women's national team for soccer was playing i want to say japan in a world cup final and i was throwing out the first pitch at the tacoma rainiers game it's a sunday but it's raining so i'm already on the field but there's like a rain delay and then they put on the world cup final and it went to PKs like in on the jumbotron. It's like, that was pretty cool. Cause we got to sat, sit there and watch that game. in. but then also the rain let up and we actually got to watch a baseball game. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just getting the lifetime opportunity to throw out a first pitch. I mean, <clears throat> that's so rare. That's super cool. Yeah. I've done one for the Everett aqua Sox, And then I did one in Tacoma. Everett's a little, you know, that's single a like, is that a full season or are they half season? That's a full season single A. I don't even but, know what single A means. Is that the best or the worst? So you have the major leagues and then right below that you have triple A. So that's like Tacoma. Those are guys that are probably close to going up or moving down. Then you have double A and then single A. And then you have like those half season single A's. Wow. Weirdly, they grade investments and bonds the same way. Like triple A is the best double A single A. Triple B, double B, single B. I'm sure there's a connection to it. Yeah. I mean, I've got, who knows? That's awesome though. I also, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say in Everett, like they're, they're usually a little younger there. I was like, "Ah, I'm going to go out on the, you know, on the mound and, you know, and stuff. And they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And then like in Tacoma, like, you know, the catcher, I forget who it was. Right. But like he, he does this all the time for whatever. Like he, he's not impressed. He has no idea who I am. And I'm like, right. So I'm like, hey, let's warm up, throw some pitches. And he's like, sure, sure. Then he gives me, but he's like, you ready? I'm like, yeah. I go, can I tow the rubber? And he's like, oh, 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 oh have at it. Tow the rubber. <laughs> so he, Why, you just I, thought you couldn't make it? Yeah. He thought I would just fuck it up terrible. I mean, I got it over the plate. I'm not going to call it a strike. And he was like, all right. <laughs> Plus, again, there had been a rain delay, so I might have had a uh, had a beer or two on my breath. But he was just like, "Oh, sure, local radio guy, have at it." Yeah, have at it, Hoss. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you think you got it in you? Go for it. That's awesome. He's like, "I've yeah, exactly. I've seen stronger than men than you try and fail." <laughs> yeah, because they're very nice, and they're like, "Here, just stand like right in front of the mound. Just you know, it's a ceremonial thing." And I'm like. Can I tow the rubber? <laughs> God, man. Uh, all right. Uh, do we talk about Russell Wilson? Do we feel bad for him or are we still like let the hate flow? Wait, wait, catch me up. What's the, the hate? Well, everybody in Seattle hates him. Everybody's laughing because of how terrible he's doing. 
But like Matt just sent me a clip from like uh, from last night. Like, I mean, he looks depressed and like he's not even saying let's ride. He already gave up on that. It's like like now I was bashing the dude. Now I kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of a catchphrase is concerning to me. I got to be honest, guys. <laughs> let's ride. Sounds like a pretty good one, too. Yeah, I mean, I I watched 10 years of Go Hawks and, you know, I saw them get through some tough losses and, you know, yeah, uh, it's I definitely uh, when at the beginning I would watch games because they were all in prime time uh, and then, you know, I'd read some articles, you know, it wasn't like spite reading, but then the, the algorithm were like, yeah, you like reading about Russell Wilson while he's in Denver, huh? And he just kept not doing good. And I've been like, man, like at a certain point, and then that clip, yeah, it's it's pretty, I don't, I'd say from the football angle, I love it so much. Like as a human, yeah, you you hope he's all right. Like it it sucks for sure for now for adversity, but like if he wins a Super Bowl in two years, we'll be really glad we enjoyed this moment as uh, where Geno Smith is better than him. Like, so I just really want to enjoy being a Hawks fan and how fun our team is. And like, it just makes it a little sweeter, but it also legitimately makes our draft pick better. So I have to continue rooting against him, but it's just sports fun hate on the field personally you know i got no ill will any i mean you know i'm i'm gonna watch it develop but i'm not gonna pile on right now it's a little bit it's concerning seeing him ditch the catchphrase like i said that's uh, so two things or go ahead cop oh i was just gonna say i've never been a big russell wilson fan and i i love this and i will pile on and the reason why is this (laughs) i feel like russell wilson okay first of all we have some uh uh mutual acquaintances i would say and you know the uh, i am of the impression i feel like he thinks that he's bigger than pete carroll and the system and the team i'm been a pete carroll guy pete at the right time for a long time even though his book was not that great uh but i love him as a coach loved when he came to the seahawks and i just feel like russell wilson thought he had moved beyond that and he doesn't yet realize the genius of a guy like Pete Carroll. And I feel like now finally having to take some L's, having to take some sacks, having to live in a city that's going to be real cold this winter for the game. I think over time, this humility will provide him the forum and the um, recollect, the uh, sort of self-reflection to realize that he didn't respect Pete Carroll for his genius. And so because of that, I want them to lose every game for the rest of the season. <laughs> Any I other mean, questions? Me too, for the record. I mean, I'm with you. I, I I don't know. I go back and forth on it. I do think he's fake in a lot of ways. Don't. But I'm not sure he's like the worst person in the world. So I always say like he did go to the children's hospital and this and that. But uh, it's just it's just wild because like at the beginning of the year, like Seattle booed him. They beat him. And everybody's like, ah, oh, Seattle people are booing him. And everybody's just like, the Broncos are going to dominate. Like, he's going to do his thing, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, it's because, like, the whole country seems to hate him all of a sudden that I almost feel bad for the dude. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I feel like he brought it on himself. 
<laughs> you should come. You've got to. I don't. I don't know if you can find it, but go on like Twitter or whatever. There's just like clip last night of like a wide receiver and a running back from the Broncos, and like you can't tell what they're saying, but like you could tell they're talking about Russell Wilson. Like they just look frustrated and just pissed. Wow. That's I know that's the other piece of this that people have to remember is I've read not a single shred of news or seen a single game of Russell Wilson's in the last like three months. <laughs> yeah, I was at the hockey game and then second period, we're eating some food and I was like, oh, like there was like we were in like a whatever club because we had good seats. And I was like, oh, man, let's let's watch the end of this game. It's going to overtime. And then, uh, yeah, then they lost again and we were like, haha, that's funny. And then, like, we turned back around, and I'm like, what the hell? The crack. I knew we missed a couple goals. They gave up three goals in the second period. Jesus. Wait, what's what's Russell Wilson's record now this season? Two and four, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the only thing, too, is like, Cobb, if you haven't watched any NFL this year, don't sweat it. The games have been awful. Like, like the Seahawks, that was a nice W. You beat, beat Arizona on Sunday, but, like, it was it was the opposite of an exciting game to watch. And as somebody said, it was Pete Carroll's wet dream. A lot of defense and a lot of running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I'll tell you this, man. I mean, you always say on this podcast that I love a good conspiracy theory. I made a huge mistake today. So today I had the day off. I was just chilling at the house and I made the mistake of going on. I can't remember if it was Netflix or HBO and watching the documentary about the referees in the NBA being told to like sway the games for like, you know, NBA playoffs to go longer for stars to get better treatment. And that guy who was like, you know, placing bets on his own games, he was refereeing and stuff. And now Donaghy. Yeah. Donaghy. So, and they, the, the NBA trying to limit it and whatever. So now, I mean, big NBA dude, that's the newest conspiracy. So I don't know if I trust professional sports at all anymore, Ted, I might just be a college guy. I trust I trust professional sports, but the NBA definitely like the 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 David Stern like rigging stuff like that. That stuff's been around for a while, and it didn't help when you had an active NBA ref get popped for betting on games while he was refing them. And the, the FBI interviewing all the refs, and out of fifty six of them, fifty two of them admitting to gambling. That's crazy. <laughs> well, dude, don't forget you guys have seen Goodfellas, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So remember in Goodfellas, when they finally all get caught, it was because they were shaving points at Boston College on college games. Whoa, whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, oh, bro. Sorry. You go in the building. That could have been anywhere, dude. We don't... <laughs> it felt personal, didn't it? Fictional movie, dude. <laughs> could have Villanova, maybe even Maryland. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that is hilarious. And, you know, especially in a, in a, uh, I don't want to totally speak out of turn, in a one mob town type town like boston you know i mean they have complete control you look at like some of the winter hill gang and whatever i don't know yeah the the irish mob and whatever i don't even want to say those words i still think it's just funny talking about sports though it's like like they kind of leave that part out in goodfellas but i saw this whole i think it was a 30 for 30 and it's like no what got henry hill in trouble and they finally and he finally flipped was college point shaving yeah that's and yeah, that whole Donahue thing was crazy too. And like, you know, of course, I don't know, just yeah, of course, he was like, Oh, I could sway a game six points either way, and whatever. It's just like, that's just crazy to think that there are people naive, you know, at home aficionados entering the sports betting world 
against people who have like a true edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's insanity. Absolute oh, insanity. I mean, we could go, like, look, I don't know how Vegas does it, period. Like just even making betting lines. Like, how do they get all that information and how are they so good at it? Because it's rare that you see a betting line that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? They're almost yeah, they are pretty so close. What? And one of my friends is good. Um, my buddy Rowan is good friends with the guy who does it for an online betting site in Ireland called Patty Power. Um, all right. Biggest, biggest betting in Ireland. Oh, and, I follow uh, them. Yeah. And he said that that guy is ridiculous. He's like an idiot savant and just really like he just kind of knows, you know what I mean? Like he watches so much of it. You can see the patterns and he just he sets the lines and, you know, he's kind of a genius. So I don't know. I don't know what's to stop somebody like that from leaving the fold and betting on like lines that they don't think are set properly. But I imagine they pay him pretty well. Pretty cool gig, though. They pay him well. And also, like. I feel like the guy setting the lines is different than like somebody betting. Like he's a, he might just be like, Oh, I wouldn't bet this. I just know enough that this is what it should be. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying is instead getting out of it and seeing, watching other people set lines. And when he sees that one's off, then he bets the farm. Yeah. But I'm just saying maybe he just doesn't like to gamble because it's like what he does. He's on the other side. Yeah. We don't have a lot of popcorn at the house. I get it. <laughs> Most chefs barely eat. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back with uh, emails. What's Patton in the cop topic? Jesus. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Contagious Coughing over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cobb, you have some emails. <laughs> yeah, that was honestly an awful cough bout between the three of us. <clears throat> uh, hey, guys, quick question. On a couple podcasts that I listened to, I've noticed they sped up the intro song or transition music, including the greatest podcast in all the land. What's the deal? Also, I don't like it. Tyler. What do you got, Ted, that people want some answers? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's about 17 pay grades above uh, where we're at, which is free. <laughs> yeah, I assure you my editing and uploading process has not changed since the pandemic started. Uh, <laughs> is what some might describe as minimalists. I'm like, I don't even know if I know how to do that, Tyler. <laughs> I don't think my software does that, though. I'm like, I'm on the radio every day. I can tell you our company really likes podcasts. I can't imagine them messing with the podcast right now. <laughs> Tyler, what my friends are trying to say is that we're simpletons. We have no idea how to affect something like that. I'm sorry it's happening. I'm glad it's not happening to the whole thing. It's... Oh, yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah. Okay, this is a big one, boys. Uh, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, the, All land. the land. I was lazy and didn't email before because I figured you'd have quite a few over the break. But since you didn't, it's time for a long one. You can skip to the second paragraph. You don't want more heavy Ukraine stuff. Okay, I will. Uh, <laughs> now, as for Bowie, um, the Kraken mascot, I like the concept of the thing, but I wish they'd gone with something a little more Fremont troll and a little less Sesame Street. Overall, it's fine but they could have given him a little edge rather than going a hundred percent for the kids. On the other hand, gritty likes them. And I'm kind of afraid of gritty. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I went to the game last night. Migs got a pic. Migs and Danny got a picture with them. I did not. I was pretty disappointed. I also didn't leave the one section I was in. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I again, I think it'll take time. And like Gritty was weird, and everybody loves Gritty. And like, yeah, that troll looks weird. But like, it, I think people end up liking it. And like, I, I don't remember. Like generally, the team just has a mascot. But like nowadays, with social media and everything, everything's so like. All right, mascots coming, this and that. Like, what should our ideas be? And it's like, I, I don't know. Like, does it really matter? Like, are were people like, holy shit, it's a Seahawk? Like, this is amazing. Like, I remember the Sounders keeping the Sounders name was kind of a big deal, but they had history. It's like, I mean, they have a whale, but you barely see them half the time. And is it safe to say you are boycotting Bowie? Oh no, I'm pro Bowie now. <laughs> anyway. I'm- I'm going to the game again tomorrow. I'm going to another game tomorrow against the Blues. Like I, my goal tomorrow is meet Bowie. <laughs> well, maybe he listens. Uh, anyway, great to hear you guys again, and I hope for many more episodes. Very sorry to hear about Ted's loss. Uh, from the moment we understand mortality, we know we're almost certainly going to outlive our parents. But there's just no uh, being ready when the time comes. I really admired. Uh, I really admire how dedicated you all are to getting together and bringing the joy of this podcast to the world. I can't imagine how many times over the years someone hasn't felt really up to it, but you kept getting back together anyway. Cheers, Chris. Oh, thanks, Chris. That's thoughtful of you. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not wrong. I mean, there is some days where like one of us or me doesn't want to do it, but actually when we start doing it, it's kind of, you know, it's fun to do and it's good to see, you know, See the boys and bullshit. Yeah, it's about the half hour leading up to it. I can get a little like, God, again. But once I see everybody, I'm I'm pretty get pretty stoked pretty quick. Yeah. Plus, with this many episodes, I mean, we've all had, you know, a week here or there where we haven't felt like doing it. But Jen, I feel like that's like the whole idea of like working out with friends. Like somebody's always pumped to do it. And they're like, well, like I'm in the I'm in the Zoom lobby. What are we doing? And you're like, God damn it, Ted. All right, I'm back in. (laughs) And there's been times I mean, we call them sad casts if it's on the air. But like, you know, where we're just like sharing our L's, but we're feeling good about, you know, just the 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 communal fellowship of it, you know, but like, yeah, there's you guys have definitely helped me through some of the the not so fun times as well. but yeah, most of the time we're just having a blast. Oh, yeah. There's a group therapy element to it for sure. Yeah. Movies that don't hold up. Hola, gents. Uh, movies you can't make and are cringy now. Uh, just Schneider or Jack Black in the 2000s. Blazing Saddles is a classic because it is so tongue-in-cheek and self-aware. Richard Pryor was a writer with Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder. There's so many subtle stabs at so many groups from the way frontier towns were inbred to how they were racist. Government was corrupt and promoted the subjugation of natives and other non-whites. Hell, they even got a jab that the blacks are better than the Irish. Personally, it's a must watch uh, because if you don't get all the jokes, you need to reread your history books. Scott, the friendly IT guy. Nice. Also, seems like a subtle reminder to everybody. Be nice to the IT guy. He knows he knows when you're going to get fired before you do. God, yeah, seriously. And oftentimes probably why. Yeah, <laughs> right. He also re- he or she IT guy or IT lady. They also read your emails. 
Oh yeah, and see your searches and that thing you have saved on your desktop. <laughs> Sometimes, like if there's something like I watched a whole thing about white supremacists, and there was a term in there I never heard before. I can't even think of it now, which I'm happy I don't remember it. But literally, I was like, I'm not gonna look that up on my phone. <laughs> I want to wait till I get to work and look that up. <laughs> I don't want that on my history on my actual phone. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. I just think about like, you know, what show I would watch or maybe it's just like a TikTok or something. But like, you know, in um, in those old like FBI shows where they'd have the person blurred out and they'd have like the sound modulator on their voice. Yeah. You know, like any of the drug dealing shows or whatever. Like, I would love that for like IT guys on like what they had seen on employees computers, you know? Like, no, it was crazy, man. I was at Sun Microsystems in 96 and <laughs> wild atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like, I would love that, dude. That would be really because, you know, they've you know, they've seen some wilds. I mean, they've probably called the FBI before, you know, like they've seen some wild, wild stuff. It'd probably be mostly sad, but I bet some of it would be pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. They know all the awesome, awesome gop, mm, office gossip, too, before anybody else. It's like, yeah, well, I knew. Billy was banging Betty for last year. <laughs> yeah. It's like cyber cops. Uh, all right. Well, let's check in with what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's I put the intro in anyways. The mic picked up me blowing my nose there. So <laughs> that like, sound that, that's you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I just I wanted to be clear. So, yeah, we kind of uh, well, we talked. I don't know if we talked about it on the cast. I was uh, I snuck into Seattle this weekend um, for a wedding that I went to on Friday. So I flew in Thursday um, this summer at Meltdown. Our friend Sean had a running bit throughout the weekend about how his friend Matt never calls him, even though Sean lives right by the airport in Burien. And so uh, it was only fitting that my next time to Seattle, uh, Sean picked me up from the airport and we went to Burien uh, and the Mariners were in a playoff game. So we went and watched it at Elliott Bay Brewing. Ted, you're always so good at the names of the places you went. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm like on your podcast. Elliot Bay was the first one. And then we. Wait, staff was great. He always it was does awesome. that too. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the bartender, whatever, brought me a soda water. Didn't get their name, but, you know, it was fun. Uh, watched the game there. And then we uh, went to the new place that used to be the Black Zia Cantina. Uh, fireside. I know. fireside. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know the cop. Sean hasn't taken me there. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> I think it was fireside. Yeah. Uh, Ted, Ted, he most, usually comes to you, right? I spent a lot of time in Burien. I mean, we go to the point. We know the bartenders at the point. So, like, that's All the right. good spot. But yeah, I guess it was too crowded because of the game. But I looked at the fireside menu and I was like, dude, you should take me there sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he does it while the chicken pot pie is still on the special menu because, yeah, it's a limited edition dish that is awesome. Um, so, yeah, they, they were great at Fireside. Like I said, chicken pot pie was awesome. Um, and then we did go to the point 
Uh, yep. I met one of the bartenders. Uh, we played some big buck hunter. Um, and then I met a lovely tattooed barista. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of the weird ones. No, no she was awesome. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, she's, she's very nice, very, uh, complimentary of, all of us mostly uh, and, you know, the things we do, the longevity, the way we keep it real. Um, and, you know, so it was, it was fun to, you know, get get recognized in Seattle again, uh, for sure. No one knows who the hell I am down here. It's kind of nice. <laughs> like, I like it, but it was I like both. It's good to get that right. And <laughs> a celeb in Seattle was too hard for you. It wasn't too hard, man. It was, it was, it was, it was great. It was draining him. That's not why I moved. <laughs> Sounds like it is. <laughs> you fuckers, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Then uh, after that, we went up to meet up with Ted and the mayor at the lodge in Seattle, which was awesome. Uh, watched the cracking game there after a little bit of, you know, go once we got it on the TVs, it was great. Um, and they were playing the Kings, but uh, the Kings lost. I still root for the Kings, but, you know, it's still fun to just watch both those teams play in Seattle with my homies. And, you know, it was great. And then, you know, I kind of thought the night would be wrapping up there and then, coyote struck and was like you guys want to go out to Issaquah or like you, Ted, Sean you're taking Matt home right at some point <laughs> like, right cause he was I, like I'm driving Matt home so I was like alright like I'll ride out there and then Matt was like well nobody's at the house so I was like well we'll stop at the Joker get a beer and then <laughs> right once we stopped at the Joker in Issaquah I'm talking about being recognized Matt's I mean it's just Matt grew up there so he knows everybody I mean god we weren't at the bar I mean, I, we, Sean and I got a pitcher of beer. I don't think I was halfway through a glass of beer before Matt's like over the table talking to people. And then, yeah, at that point, like the wheels had fallen off. It's like, all right, so we're crashing at Matt's house. He's going to drive us home from the bar. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was talking to Sean, like mid conversation and out of the corner of my eye, I was just like, is that, I won't say his name, but is that my first friend from up here, basically, that I rode the bus with on eighth grade? Like that is. And then I just beelined over there and we all. Yeah, they had a big group. And so it was super fun. You know, that's that's the best of the Joker right there. I love that place. I love those experiences. I've had so many memories with, you know, friends from high school and new friends around those tables. So, uh, yeah, then uh Eventually that wrapped up. I don't know how many pictures later, but I had a few non-alcoholic beers <laughs> myself. So we got back um, and then, you know, went down and uh, as is customary, I guess we had to jump in the lake, you know, yep. T- Ted's idea. Uh, and you you were the one that I mean, you brought it up. At, we were still in Seattle at the lodge. <laughs> Yeah, well, because when we were going to the Joker, it was like, all right, like we got to check it out. I did not think we'd be there that long, but like I was just in the mood of like, wait a minute, if we're going to go to the lake house, I haven't been in water much this summer. I was like, oh, we can jump in the lake, sit out in the grass and chill. But of course, then it turned into it was awesome. But yeah, I got there was even at one point. One of the girls that works there wasn't working. 
she's like, I'll buy you guys a drink. And I even like Matt remembers. I was like, this is a bad idea. Like, I don't know what this like drink concoction is, but like I was like, this is a bad idea. Don't like, do it. Ninety five percent vodka. I watched her pour it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Ted's Ted's just telescoping Jesus. this thing in. Uh, yeah. Ted does have a weird, you know, how like Aboriginal people have a survival sense out in the woods or in the desert, whatever their natural home environment is. I do feel like Ted has a spidey sense in bars. Like he just weirdly <laughs> can see which way the wind's blowing. He can look around those corners a little further than the average. Man. <laughs> yeah, right. And she's like, no, it's awesome. It's like, our, like, no offense. I don't care what the bar is. If somebody says it's our specialty drink, I'm just like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. like, but Ted, at this Ted point, puts the, go ahead. I was going to say at this point, Sean's like, well, we were crashing there. Matt will drive us home. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like like a hunter just like putting his ear to the ground or to a tree like Ted just puts his palm on the bar top and closes his eyes like he knows when something's about to go down. It's that intuition, man. The hairs on the back of his neck stand up and he's just like, don't drink that. Don't drink that. Uh, <laughs> but I still did. He did. <laughs> it was great. You were cursing that drink also later on the dock. Like three beers later, because we stopped and got some beer on the way home, and like that's on another different. But he's like that shot just put put us over the edge. Like yeah, and yeah. it did. You're right, but it didn't slow you down much from no. my observations. Yeah, so. it wasn't the subsequent three cervezas. It was that shot. <laughs> Mad props. Uh, it was super fun <laughs> jumping in the lake with you. You know that night went way later than I expected it to. You know, after we jumped in, we spent like an hour just watching Travis Thompson videos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, Sean's from Burien, dude. He's just like, dude, that's that place. That's that place. That's Ambon. That's Highline. And like, yeah, he was just repre- representing Burien. Uh, and yeah, we had a good time. I don't know what time we went to bed, but it was, you know, it was well worth it. Uh, yeah. I certainly needed that. I didn't know how much I needed it. It was all a very pleasant surprise. Um, and yeah, it was great. Great start to the weekend. Um, Friday was the wedding that I went up there for. So congratulations to Sarah and Brad. Um, everybody was from Burien, where my girlfriend's from. So I was glad I had done my homework. Um, <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought I'd have cool stuff to talk about. Like, hey, guys, I like Travis Thompson. <laughs> Um, but, <laughs> but I get there, dude. And then I, I got out of my car. I smelt weed. And so I walked to, I followed my nose. I found the guy smoking weed. His name was Brian. He was nice. And then, um, you know, chatted with him for a while. Uh, some other people were there. It was the, it was in the smoking section. So I was just like, Oh, what's up? You know? Um, and then I walked over to this other area, you know, I didn't really know anyone at this wedding. Um, cause my girlfriend was in it. So I'm there early. My girlfriend's not there. She's in the wedding. She would know all the people here, but I don't know any of them. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, whatever. I'll figure it out. It's going to start soon enough here. And I walk over and MCTP. <laughs> oh my nice. God. You've got to be kidding me. Shout out to Kyle, dude. Uh, this listener just ran up. I was like, do I know you? He's like, no, dude, I just listened to your podcast. And I was like, what? How did you? That's so cool. You spotted me like because I was like, maybe I've met them before. Like I, there's people with this thing that I had met before, but I couldn't tell them all apart because it's f- once or twice. And, you know, uh, I've hung out with a couple that was getting married like five times. And every time there's other people there, but they're all different. 
And then sometimes there's a little overlap. Then it's like, we're getting married. Like, great. I know there's going to be people like Matt. And I'm like, what's your name, dude? <laughs> but our listener, Kyle, was not one of those dudes. So it wasn't even awkward on that front. He was a super rad guy. Um, you know, yeah, the wedding was great to them. It was like a it was like a high school reunion for everybody. And, you know, it's just it was just fun to kind of be around the those be around that energy, be around everybody, you know, excited to be back together because I felt that way the night before too. you know, with Ted and Sean and then my buddy from eighth grade. It was like, what the hell is going on here? So, you know, there's a lot of those. I haven't seen you in so long type moments. And I was like, dude, like my chin, when I went and gave my friend a hug, it was such a big, I was like in a full sprint and like my chin caught like his shoulder a little weird, you know, and it like it's, it was still hurting the next day. I'm like, damn dude, I know that feeling. That's why I'm, that's why I could feel my chin right now. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great, great wedding. Um, you know, they, they did an awesome job. Uh, the, and I mean, I'm, made a lot of friends uh pretty quickly you know weddings are great but it was just this was a really easy one to meet people at and you know kyle started it off so yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh and then saturday and sunday i just watched the mariners and the hawks and red zone just kind of laid low and it was awesome and yeah now i'm here yeah i mean you having the mariners be in that game but i mean that that was that's arguably like the highlight weekend of the year for me. Like college football's going, NFL's going, baseball in the playoffs, like, right? There's like still soccer on. It was just, it was great. Dude, the Mariners had a solid ass postseason. Like, <laughs> I thought that was a good, good run. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch the game. It was I didn't awesome them enough during the season, but like, you know, so I wasn't, I would say, I, you know, I'm pretty I'll own that I'm a pretty fair weather fan with this Mariners squad, Um, you know, but I am a longtime Mariners fan. So it's like I ever really stopped rooting for them or picked another team. It's just like, yeah, you well, they haven't been. Good. I mean, I don't think you have to like, that's fine. Like they haven't trying, been in the playoffs trying to build a career. <laughs> I, like, I, the stadium wasn't that packed those other years. It's like I was missing the party. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was it was definitely really fun. And, you know, it was just unfortunate in those Astros series, you know, how it just came down to like those two swings, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. So it was a hell of a run, though. <laughs> All right. It's about that time. Boo, 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 boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. So <clears throat> one of the big things down here in, in, in many towns, they say like support local, you know, buy local, whatever. Well, there's been a big coup in Austin. So I've always said that they talk about it. They practice it or they preach it and they practice it. So there's a local burger joint. That's just like Dick's burgers in Seattle. It's called P Terry's. It's directly across the street from a McDonald's. Uh, the P Terry's uh, has been, it's their original location, whatever. Well, just recently they put up a fence around the McDonald's. It's getting torn down. They lost to P Terry's on one of the most prominent corners in town. So uh, people are hyped. And uh, I, you know, we, 
we've gotten on board, you know, over the last eight months, like all about support local, buy local if you can. So our couch is from this place called Austin Couch Potatoes, and they make the couches themselves in Austin. And they kind of make like dupes of like, you know, restoration hardware or other expensive furniture places. So pretty cool. So we're feeling good about that. Um, But, you know, most of these places, like they have beers, they have drinks, whatever. And I rarely drink. So I feel kind of bad because a lot of times I don't get to support. I'll go in and hang out and I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, waste their space that somebody could be sitting here drinking a beer. So what I've gotten into is local hats. So started buying hats everywhere I go, whether it's a barbecue place, if they have like cool colorways for a, um, a brewery, whatever else. So anyway, um, I was kind of thinking about this and I was like, man, I wonder if there's like other ways that people do it, especially if they're not buying beer or whatever. So the cop topic this week is just like, what's your way of supporting local? If you do and no need if you don't, but I feel like people just have subtle, cool ways of being like, yeah, like I could give my rolling papers there, but for eight cents more, I'll walk across to the local guy or just whatever. I don't know. I was just I mean, sort of, it was think, on the mind. So yeah, let us know. I do think you're right. Even, even, I mean, obviously I drink beers at a brewery, but I still like, if I really like the brewery, I try to buy a hat or a t-shirt, mainly hats. I buy more hats, but also like, I like stickers and everything, throw them on the Yeti. Uh, so that's a pretty easy one. Only if you've been there. <laughs> I mean, trying to think it's tougher with like clothing stores. Right. But like, yeah. yeah oh, I have I one other quick story while you're thinking about it. So I was going to say, um, I, was, no, I was just going to say it's tougher with clothing stores, but also I think to me, mostly if I'm going local, it's just going to be eating their food or drinking their beers. Yep. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Uh, do you got some cob? I mean, I have a couple things. Oh yeah. I was just going to say there's a place around the corner for me called uh, Nate's baked. And it's spelled exactly like if you were you were baked. Definitely like a a, a weed influenced uh, breakfast cafe. And uh, there was this story floating around. I guess they were about to go out of business during COVID. And one of the guys who goes there every day is a billionaire, and he just wrote him a check for two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the spot. And they're like, "Oh, we can't accept this." And he was like, "Just take it. Never charge me for coffee again." And it wasn't <laughs> like in the news or anything. We just. Uh, my girlfriend heard about it from the person working there. So pretty cool. Wow. But anyway, so I was just thinking about like, I don't know, random stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, you know, local music has always been just an awesome way, you know, spoiled being from Seattle when I kind of got into being of an age where I could actually support local stuff and being independent. Um, that was always really important. And um yeah, down here, you know, I love Stoner. I love all these post Caius projects that have sprouted up and have just been trying to do my homework and get schooled up and, and go to. There's not as many shows here, unfortunately, but um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we also have a produce box. I don't know. I think, you know, and it switches up throughout the seasons because like different stuff grows in different seasons. So I just feel like it's local, it's seasonal, it's fresh. Um and, you know, it's not like all grocery store quality. Some of it comes in and you're like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to use that piece or whatever. But it's like, yeah, dude, it's straight from the farm, like down the street. That's great. You know, it wasn't all this, you know, shipping containers and, you know, car- carbon emissions or whatever. Like, I don't know how it all works, but like 
yeah, eat local as much as possible. Local fresh, you know, meats and vegetables and fruits, you know, is kind of the the simplest way to eat a lot healthier, I think. Uh, and, you know, yeah, that's something that uh, this produce box down here made a lot easier, I would say. Fight back against big broccoli. I love it. Got it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just as simple. If you're going out to get, you know, pick up burgers or something for dinner instead of, you know, like you're saying, instead of driving through a national chain, you can stop at triple X or stop at Dick's. Oh, triple yeah. X hits. Dude, there's a lot of good local food spots here. I could have turned this into a 10 minute diet tribe, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of great local restaurants down here and Seattle's the same way, dude. If you guys want to support local, go get some Ethiopian on behalf of people that are stuck in the desert with no Ethiopian food. <laughs> there's some great local spots in the central district. Oh, Matt, I got to ask you about one down there. Have you had the date shake? Dude, oh, my God. From Shields? Yeah, they're not the best one, dude. Lapperts has the best one. one. Lapperts. Lapperts? Where's that at? Uh, There's one downtown Palm Springs, and there's one on 111 in Palm Desert. That's when we go to, and there's one up by the 10 in Palm Desert off Washington. Damn, Uh, dude, nice. Yeah, they got the best ones. They put, like, a bunch of this paste around the cup that's just, like, fire and they they make their own ice cream you know it's just it's a step above we've we've been on the date shake tour trust me <laughs> dude speaking of tours that's what i was about to ask you about have that's, you been that's on a the double it's a double date yeah. <laughs> <laughs> matt have you been to the number one tourist activity in palm springs is that the tram no 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 it's a tour and it's, it's from my own heart it's a popcorn tour. No, <laughs> yeah, most po- most popular spot in the valley. So anyway, oh. they do a little tour of a popcorn popping facility. I'm not going to say their name on here because I'm currently in a, a battle with Smith pa- Family Popcorn. I don't want to give anyone else <laughs> props while I'm involved in a rivalry. But yeah, they you can check them out. I'll tell you off cast. The rivalry has got the rivalry's gotten intense. I got a call from my cousin. He was like, "Are we good?" I'm like, "What?" what's up and he's like are we good like are we good good i was like yeah what's up dude and he's like i've been listening to your podcast you guys just hating on us now so we're doing a podcast <laughs> i was like oh yeah that's like, awesome and then i he wasn't there when i took that video and sent to the cob i was like well i'm still talking that's the cob too <laughs> dude, that's oh. awesome dude this it would just be so fitting to me if i joked about this for three years and then i end up getting like literally like stabbed in the back or shot just like the the juicy j thing like this i feel like i just run my mouth on this podcast with no no sense of any external consequences sometimes <laughs> i think you just got to be careful if you're ever in cape cod <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely in a questionable neighborhood. Martha's Vineyard. Look out. <laughs> you don't want to be on the mean streets of Sandwich. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's the podcast for today. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>